This week, Intentional Sounding is brought to you by... Lyft! Hey, do you know what a car's are? Do you like sometimes sitting in them while you're going from one place to another? Do you like doing that for not a whole lot of money? Well, Lyft is for you! They were actually the ones that originated the concept of rideshare way back in 2012. What a time. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're the originators of the concept. Uh, they want to provide a more technically advanced and cheaper alternative to taxi services, as well as make the ride more personal by enabling you to know who it is you'll be trusting to drive you from point A to point B. You can always see it right on the app. Uh, there are very clear lift, uh, actually, this is something that I appreciate. Uh, they have colored lights on the front of the car so that you can very easily and safely distinguish whether or not the person who has stopped there is actually your lift. It'll match. It's all color coded. Um, they make safety a number one priority. So if you want to try lift, if you haven't yet, Use the code SCAVLIFT, S-C-A-V-L-Y-F-T, that's SCAVLIFT, and that'll give you $5 off your first ride for passengers. Also, Lyft is a great way to make some money on the side if you have a car. Uh, you can earn up to an extra $375 bucks in your first 30 days if you use that code SCAVLIFT when you sign up as a driver. Lyft, riding is the new driving. Our second sponsor this week is Masterclass. You can learn a you can learn good on Masterclass. That's not their actual slogan. It's one I made up. It's not good. Please don't use it, Masterclass. Uh, Award-winning novelist R.L. Stein. Uh, you may have heard of him. He did a Goosebumps book, but he also wrote jokes and funny stories for twenty years before he switched gears and became a horror writing legend. Uh, he sold more than 400 million copies of his books, and he is partnering with Masterclass to do an online class that will help take the fear out of fiction writing. That's my ad voice. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you'll be able to learn new ways to conquer writer's block, develop plots, and build nail-biting suspense that will thrill your young readers. This masterclass features 28 unique lessons, a workbook, and office hours where you can upload videos to ask questions of the class, and also R.L. Stein himself. He'll uh, come in to answer some of the hot button issues. Uh, Bit.ly slash capital R-L-S lowercase c-a-v. That is capital sensitive. Uh, Bit.ly slash capital R-L-S lowercase C-A-V, you can have a seven-day free trial of Masterclass. Um, and then, yeah, if you like it, sign up for the R.L. Stein one. I'm a writer. It's really good. You can help me out. It can help you out, too. I also want to give a huge, huge shout-out to the Scavengers Network. We've got a lot of really exciting stuff coming down the pipe. Um, so, so much great stuff. Academy Outcast, Historical Hotties, Spooky Spouses, I, I want to talk a little bit about Myth Takes because they're just starting a new arc in the series. Uh, I'm not on it, and I'm vouching for it, so that's how you know what's good. Um, it's, a, it's a live play, uh, role-playing game podcast, uh, very heavy on story. It's kind of somewhere between like Buffy meets Friday Night Lights meets... Bigfoot stories meets a bunch of other stuff. It's very cryptid heavy, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, but if that's not your speed, check out Academy Outcast. It's a movie podcast uh, about a person who hasn't seen any movies. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening. And please, please, please uh, follow us on Twitter. I am at Sam Grzezes's. Dave is at Drop Play Dave, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome 
to intentional sounding. This is the Draw Play Podcast, and I am your host, slightly inconsistent with my introduction every week in my tone and everything, David Rapoccio. Draw Play, Dave Rapoccio. And with me, as always, currently holding out for a better contract, it's Sam Grezis. It's never going to come, but, you know, if I say I'm holding out for it, I, that, that means that hope hasn't died. It also means I I'm gotta still say, relevant. I, I, I give Le'Veon Bell... A massive amount of credit for having the balls to stick to his guns here. Can you? I, I, so this is this is really really cool to me as a fantasy football owner of of Le'Veon Bell. I'm just like I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's I'm not even mad about it. It's just like it's always like next week, next week, next week, and and it. I highly recommend drafting. Uh, players who are holding out very highly in in your draft because that's the only way like that's the only way to get invested in the in the holdout without being a fan of the team right so like now i can be like oh wait what if he gets traded what if like what if some other team signs him away what if this, that, and the other thing? And it, it, it just becomes a very, very cool thing while my team slowly goes 0-3, 0-4, 0-5 because I wasted my, you know, the fifth overall pick in the draft on Le'Veon Bell because I thought it was going to play. I wonder how team. much of the hate he's getting, like, from Steelers fans and fans online is simply because people drafted him on their fantasy team and now they're just mad because he was supposed to be their point getter. It's it's absolutely, I mean, it's absolutely a lot that. Like, I, I think it's about 90%. People wouldn't care, right? People online wouldn't care that much otherwise. Because the Steelers look, I mean, flawed, but okay. James Conner's doing okay in his stead. Their offense looks I mean, great, and their defense looks like crap. It's... It, it's it's the Steelers. It's They're always really good on one side of the ball and really crap on the other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like I I think that the majority of this it really is fantasy football related because like I mean you you and I both know we're on football Twitter. We see people tweet at players like, "Hey, what the fuck was up with that? I had you 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 screwed me. I have you on my fantasy football team. It's a keeper league and money league, whatever, blah 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 blah." So, <sighs> great stuff. Great stuff. Just then, the Steelers don't look now are o one and one. They got they got clobbered by who I I guess he's just our new god, and it's Pat Mahomes. Whole I like I don't I don't know if I believed in the Pat Mahomes hype going into this season. I'm I was like this guy's a project. He's not gonna be great, but he is like even with the terrible garbage defense the Steelers were throwing at him like six touchdowns is nothing to sneeze at at all and he's on pace to be have like the highest most amount of touchdowns in a season after two weeks but still he's got like 10 touchdowns already that's insane Uh, I so I've, I've said this before about quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes coming out of college And it has borne out every single time. Hey, hey, if you really like your quarterback, don't start him in his first year. Just don't. He should not sniff the field. Even if someone gets injured, sign someone else. Like, reserve that roster spot so he can chill, learn what it's like in the NFL, practice with people, like, do all that. But don't, don't put all of, all of your shit on someone in their first year that's that's what you know that's what happened with mitch trubisky and it and he's gonna be mediocre forever Uh, that's what's happening with sam darnold and he he has been playing well but he looks like the same quarterback he did in college just like someone with a really fucking strong arm who throws tons of interceptions like the the way you get someone like pat mahomes who is looking every bit not just of a franchise quarterback, but like, you know, one of the best a good qu- quarterback. Yeah, yeah, like, like a very good quarterback. If, Top if he, ten quarterback. If he keeps this up, I mean, we're gonna see. We're gonna have like horrific, uh, 
like Bleacher Report and the Ringer articles about whether or not Pat Mahomes is elite by the end of the year. Oh, at this honestly, at this rate, he's going to be MVP discussion. Yeah, just like oh, can yeah. a rookie or uh, he's not a rookie, but can he win MVP? Like, is this year's Carson Wentz? Like, oh my God, he's he's blown up. I, it's going to be really bad. Mm-hmm. But hey, like if he keeps putting up these performances, then it's going to be worth it. As of right now, I'm just having a good time watching him because it is the, he is a very fun quarterback to watch. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. Can you remember when the last time was the Chiefs offense was so fun to watch? I mean, they've always had Travis um, Kelsey who could like It the last time I really enjoyed watching the Chiefs offense was week 1 last year when they were annihilating the Patriots. Mhm. Yeah, but was that more I mean, no, I guess in that point, what, did they put up like 34 in that game or something? I don't know. They did a lot of damage to the Patriots. And then the only time before that I remember really liking the Chiefs offense was the playoff loss to the Colts, where in the first half, Alex Smith was slinging it like a madman, and it was pretty great. But before that, I legitimately can't remember the last time the Chiefs offense was interesting. I don't even remember who the quarterback was before Alex Smith. What was oh, it? Matt Jesus. Castle? I feel like it was Matt Castle. Probably. Like it was definitely one of those like journeymen who like you re- you really want as a backup, but really don't want as a starter. Back when Jamal Charles was a thing. Remember when Jamal Charles was a thing? Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking, it's speaking like he of- was he was like a top ten back, and then all of a sudden he was just gone. I don't mm-hmm. even know where he is now. What is what is Jamal Charles doing? I have no idea. He could still be is in he, the league for McDonald's? all I know. Is he is he running a barbecue? Is he like feeding Andy Reid McRibs when Andy Reid wants to like go out for a dinner? <laughs> is that what I feel like that's what Jamal Charles would be doing right now? Probably. Probably. I'm I'm just like so the the Chiefs have always had a lot of talent at like I, like receiver and i mean obviously this is i mean a, this i is mean they went an entire right. year without a touchdown pass to a wide receiver so i'm gonna no I'm gonna no, no, no no disagree I, with no, you on that well i mean how long have they that well receiver i mean kelsey pass catchers right they've okay. had they've had travis kelsey for a long time he's always been a you know a generational talent whatever we just don't talk about him because we like to talk about Gronk. And now that Gronk is kind of, you know, I don't know if he's getting old or we're just used to it, but he his numbers aren't as gaudy as they usually are. Now, now we're talking about I think about it's a combination more. of he's getting old and a little bit more banged up, a little bit more cautious, and we're just kind of used to him being good. So him being good isn't... It's that whole like superstar effect is once someone's good enough for long enough and they set your expectation baseline at a point where you're not as impressed anymore unless they go even further. You're like, oh, all right. Okay. It's it's why the Patriots are so boring. It's like, hey, we expect them to win every game. So when they go ridiculous or when they lose, that's when they're actually interesting and get our attention. On paper, bar none, right now, the Chiefs' offense is the best in the NFL. And it it will be if, I mean, if Pat Mahomes can keep playing like this, their offense will be the best in the NFL. I I just, like, I don't see Sammy Watkins is looking like, you know, the receiver that he always should have been a little bit. Tyreek Hill is is running insane. A monster in many ways. In many ways, yeah. Tyreek Hill is a monster in many ways. Uh, Travis Kelsey's ta- caught like two touchdowns downs per game. I, you know, it's, it's, it's really you know scary. what, you know what else might be kind of exciting, mm-hmm. at least for the moment, mm-hmm. the Bengals. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Bengals. Two weeks in a row, they won tw- like 34 to 23. Yeah. Like, and like. I, I, I know none of us have faith in the Bengals, rightfully. Nor, none nor of us should you. Should nor have should you. faith in the Bengals. But I actually watched the Thursday night game between the Ravens and the Bengals, and I was actually genuinely entertained. Like, it it was not a terrible football game. I'm like, this is 
It started as a terrible football game, at least for the Ravens, where A.J. Green caught like three touchdowns in a quarter. And I was like, oh, what is happening right now? This is not the Andy Dalton in primetime I know. And then then the uh, Bengals started to bungle it up a little bit, and they just sat on the lead somewhat ineffectively as the Ravens just started clawing back. But then then they got a fumble, and they, they put the game away. I was like, hey. You know what? I was entertained by this football game. I watched an entire Thursday football game, and I was only tempted to turn it off like three times. That's that's pretty good for Thursday night football. For a honestly. Thursday night Bengals game? Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's a win in the NFL's book. And honestly, that's one thing this season that I've been very impressed with. Just the games have, on the whole, just been good. Even the, even, oh my god, even the low-scoring ones. I, so, the early slate of games... This past Sunday was one of the best, like, it was tailor-made, first of all, for Red Zone. And it was one of the best slates of games that I had, I can remember seeing in a long time. I was yelling, like I was standing on my couch, yelling with Ray, rooting for Zane Gonzalez to hit that last field goal to tie the game and send it to OT in in that in the Browns game and it was just so oh my god I loved watching that Browns game that was great it was so it was a great game such just a lot of great stuff going on um Panthers Falcons that was a great game mm-hmm. that was a really good game like it was just it was back and forth it was it was busy it's like oh are the Falcons giving up oh are the Panthers good like what's happening like that was just a good back and forth solid NFC South football game we also got so good much silliness too. Football game. Like the all the like no kicker could could kick a kick. Oh my god. This was the worst week for kickers I've ever seen. Yeah. Yep. There was like four games that were pretty much decided because the kickers missed kicks. Like the Browns, they basically lost because the kicker missed kicks. And that kicker, whoever is Zangazels, he got cut, right? Yeah, he, he got, got, cut. got and, cut. Well, he also they also didn't know he had a groin injury the whole time. And then they cut him, and now they have to like that. That's to, like, kind of important when you're a kicker. Yeah, right. Like you, you'd think you'd think that would be something that should be known. Yeah, and then um, what? The Raiders basically lost because of a missed extra point. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Right. That, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, the Raiders, who looked like they were going to win pretty much most of that game until the end. They, they effectively lost because they missed an extra point. Mm-hmm. The Broncos won. Broncos are 2-0, and and the Raiders have had two impressive starts only to fall apart in the second half both times. Uh, is this going to be a trend for yeah. the season? Yes. Is, he, yes. is this yes. the John Gruden trending? What's going on here? But then, of course, we have to talk about kicker hell, which was <laughs> Vikings, oh, Packers. Oh my god. Alright, two ties two weeks in a row. Last week's tie was hilarious. Brown Steelers, that was that was hilarious. That was stupid nihilistic football. That yeah, was I, it, it, nothing I will ever it. nothing will it. ever beat six to six. But yeah. that was that was good nihilistic ties of just yeah. bad, bad, embarrassing tie that's the well, tie it was also, it was also so exciting it was like all this all this derpiness combined with like actually the browns playing some good defense right i mean their offense sputtered and didn't ju- do jack shit but like at, at the same time I, <laughs> this that game was such a melange of everything that i personally like about football a stupid score like a story of of redemption or a possible story of redemption for the kicker Zane Gonzalez, who Ray and I took to calling Todd Gonzalez off of that uh, um, Japanese translated like baseball meme. If you haven't seen it, it's very good. Uh, it had that. It just had a lot of stupidity and intention, and it came it came down to that like what forty seven yarder at the very end. Oh, so good. So good. Injected into my... And then we get to this week. And we just have another tie. And it was it was the worst kind of tie. It was the end of a really exciting game. 
that deserved a better ending yes. than fizzling into nothing in overtime. This was a fantastic football game. The Packers kept shooting out ahead and it looked like it was the Packers game for most of it, but the Vikings just wouldn't go away and they were coming back and then they had chances to win and they shanked the field goal and then they had another chance to win. They shanked the field goal. They're like, OT, we've got, we've got something happening here. And then just fucking nothing happened. And OT just fizzled out and we're stuck with this most unsatisfying of ties. It's not even a hilarious tie. It's just, it's just like, I stayed all this time, I invested all this energy, and I'm getting nothing. This is a soccer tie, is what this is. This is like a two-to-two soccer tie, where you see a lot of cool action for, you know, a soccer game. There's That's four goals in a soccer game. You don't see that shit. And then you're still like, well, nothing, there's no satisfaction at the end. That was, that was this game. It was... It should not have ended 29 to 29. We should have had one of these two teams have like a miracle play in overtime to end this. And that's, that is, that is the, uh, the problem with the early slate of games was, was there, they, the games were perfect up until the end for a lot of them. There was no, uh, there was no catharsis there. It was a little, little off for me at least. Just a little off. Uh, Lions 49ers wasn't bad. No, like that was that was a that was a decent football game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was there was good football action. Um, there was one game that was absolutely atrocious, and it's I like I'm trying to decide who the worst team in the NFL is, and I think there's a pretty good chance it's the Cardinals. Oh God, yeah, I'm poor. Uh, poor Larry Fitzgerald, right? Oh my god, this what what the the Cardinals passed the midfield marker once. The entire game the Cardinals got past midfield once. Once. And it was like the second to last play of the game. Like how I don't know. How can a team be so, like the Rams are like a legit Super Bowl contender this year? But and their defense still, is great. But you gotta come on. That's that's utterly pathetic. It was thirty-four to nothing, and the Rams probably could have done a lot more damage, but they realized they didn't have to try halfway no. through this game. <laughs> no, not at all. And uh, you're supposed you're supposed to have one of the top five running backs in the game coming back from injury, and in, in David Johnson and and. What he Well, you know what's really you know what a good uh offensive strategy is when your opponent's defensive line has Indomitian Sue and Aaron Donald well, on it. Right, yeah. Is to is to run straight up the gut with your bad offensive line into those two players. That will definitely be extremely effective. And we saw the results. You gotta tire Just you gotta look tire at the scoreboard. Him out. You gotta tire them out. You gotta wear them down. And like it it worked. Like very late in the game, the Cardinals got across midfield. They got tired. So, Rams so got tired out. So what you're saying is that if the game were perhaps a four hour long game, the Cardinals would maybe have scored. Yeah, I think if this game had gone on for another two quarters, we might have had a 34 to 10 game. Mm, mm. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Oh man, the Rams! I can't believe like thirty-four to nothing. I can't. Yeah, me either. Me either. I. I, I mean, I don't think the Cardinals would, would be particularly good this year. But no, I. I didn't either. But this is, this is surprising. The level I like. They have a new coach, but they still have some offensive weapons. Sam Bradford isn't like the worst no, quarterback. No, he's not. He's, he's when he's healthy, he's he's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But this this is just embarrassing. This it's awful. I, like the Bills got all the uh, attention. Bills and the Lions got all the attention from week one because of just how ugly and embarrassing their losses was. Yeah. But the Cardinals, the Cardinals are getting absolutely no attention, despite probably being the worst. Yeah, that's true. And this is this is not new for um, you know. 
for week two either. Like David Johnson couldn't get anything going in week one either. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, didn't really haul in any passes. And it's like all those, all the superstars, like JJ Nelson was supposed to be a lot better than he's turning out to be. Yeah. The Cardinals only put up six on the Redskins. The Cardinals have put up six total points. The Redskins, by the way, got annihilated by the Colts yeah. this weekend at at home. Yeah. So, like, if you were wondering, well, maybe the Redskins are sneaky good. Uh, no, they're they're probably not because the Colts last week got slobbered by the Bengals. So, the Redskins, like, so the Bengals have beaten the Colts. The Bengals have embarrassed the Colts. The Colts have embarrassed the Redskins. The Redskins have embarrassed the Cardinals. We're the Cardinals are like low totem pole here. This is embarrassing. Just just pathetic. And Fitzgerald deserves like a better like swan song than this. Definitely. I agree. So um I don't know if you watched probably the ugliest game of well, I don't know. It's one of the ugliest games of the week. It uh-huh. was an early game that ended up being exciting for probably like the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But Titans Texans. Yeah, I actually did. I caught a little bit of that one. This this was like a Thursday night game, but on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was funny because at the end, like again, I'm I'm watching. I'm coming at this from the perspective of someone who has red zone. And will pay more attention to a game based on, you know, who's on my fantasy team. I know it's the most annoying thing ever. But, like, going into this week, I was like, okay, Deshaun Watson is washed up. Like, he's not going to be that good. And through three quarters, it looked like I was right. And then somehow out of nowhere, like, in the in the second half, like, Deshaun Watson was on it. Like, started passing really really well and ended up like with 300 plus yards on the day it was crazy and then and then the final play of the game happened yes yep that was that pretty much undid any goodwill anyone had regained for deshaun watson during that oh my god that that gross absolutely he (laughs) yeah i don't know what he was thinking when jesus i yeah I don't know. I mean, if okay, so if if you're unaware, if you if you didn't see the game, I'll do my best. And Dave, like, cut me off if you, if you have more, because this is this is going to be remembered from Sunday. I didn't I didn't watch the fail highlight, but there were I want to say it was between eight and thirteen seconds left. Yeah, it was sixteen seconds. It was sixteen, 16 that play seconds, took 16 and the Texas seconds, sixteen seconds. The ball was at midfield, and the Texans were down by a field goal. Three. So they effectively yep. need about 20 yards Yeah, to have a reasonable shot of having the game at least continue. They're out of timeouts, and Deshaun Watson takes the snap, runs around for, like, eight seconds, runs, like, runs past the line of scrimmage, then runs back from the line of scrimmage, and heaves this ball, right? Did, did he get a pass off or did he get tackled? I can't remember. I think he got the pass off, but like it was it was a pointless pass. Yeah, like it hung in the air long enough. Well, I actually I think someone caught it. Like I think someone yeah. caught the pass. And, you know, that might have been another mistake. Like, why would you catch the pass if if it was an incomplete pass? They might have had like two seconds left, but at the same time. Deshaun Watson took, like, a very, 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 very long time just running around outside the pocket. Deshaun Watson took three plays worth of time to basically do nothing. To Yeah, not basically do nothing, to absolutely do nothing. And it, it cost, well, it, it didn't cost him the game. Definitely cost him the chance at a game. Right, it, like it cost them whatever chance they had left, yeah. which wasn't an unreasonable chance. No. You get one good fifteen yard out while the defense is playing prevent and they're tired, and then maybe you make a long field goal. Like that, it's it's happened plenty of times before. I've seen plenty of games extended because of a late field goal. This this was just 
complete on this was jr smith game one just not being aware yeah of how yep. the game is running out <laughs> uh. and blaine gabbert the flow yeah the, the flow. flow won a game as a titan yeah yes the flow is alive once again i I'm, he had like the the third best passing uh rating passer rating on the team did he because like the fake punt. Oh, that's <laughs> Whoever right. threw the fake punt touchdown. We had our first fake punt touchdown, which I'll give I'll give the Titans points. They realized they were like without half of all their best players. Yeah. So they had to get a little bit creative to do anything. And one of those plays was a fake punt. And a fake punt worked really well. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Fake punts are great. We need more fake punts. All, uh, all punts should be fake. I agree. Honestly. I agree. I agree. We should Absolutely. get so many fake punts that an actual punt becomes the fake. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine like imagine that. What if what if they start going what if teams start going for it on fourth down more so often that a punt becomes a fake surprise play. That'd be kind of entertaining. Mhm. Mhm. I'm down with that for sure. Absolutely. Hell yeah! Because then, like, well, then, like you then, then, have you're, that then you're guaranteed and you... good, like, terrible field position for the for the opposing team. And if you got a really good kicker, you'll probably be able to cover that punt and down it at the one. And that's exciting. Then you get a safety. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If you just start sneaking the kicker into plays more frequently, it's just like a decoy kind of thing. And then he could just. Mm-hmm punt the ball and like obviously the defense is going to be trying to block the first down because it's a fourth they're not going to be expecting the punt so everyone's going to move up in the box but the receivers will just take off downfield because they know it's their job to just down the ball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what fake punts that are actually punts like that's the world i kind of want to live in i agree i agree i would love that very much very very much so are the dolphins good? Uh, we have this discussion every single year on the show, and I the answer is always the same. Kinda, right? I they're two and zero. Oh. Like I don't even remember who they beat last week. Oh no, they beat the Titans in mm-hmm. the world's longest game. Yeah, and then and then this week the Jets red hot off of their dismantling of the lions go down to miami or maybe it was in new york and they just look bleh yeah i mean but are you surprised like this is the dolphins right the dolphins usually come out like as the season starts offense is hot you know they, the dolphins they are good. in first place right now yeah yeah, I, I just, like, it's not going to last. We all know it. The Dolphins, like, I, I don't Is know. Is it weird I, that I was going into this year, and I remember that the Dolphins had Brock Osweiler in preseason, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, God, I can't believe they're going to be starting Brock Osweiler. I completely forgot Ryan Tannehill existed. Yep, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Like, like I, there are multiple times when I was watching the Dolphins, uh, just, like, little snippets of the Dolphins, where I was just like, Who's under center? Oh, oh, Tannehill's back. That's right. I haven't seen him. Like, oh, I, I guess we're still in the Tannehill. Oh, okay. That's a, is that Frank Gore? Is Frank yeah. Gore? Okay. Frank Gore is still alive <laughs> somehow. And, and hey, he had a pretty okay game. I don't know. He had, he's still, he's still producing. He's, well, he's, he's still like 35 does, and he's still producing. He still I don't does know how Frank that dude Gore does it. things, right? He still does that thing where he runs like slightly diagonally and friggin' just falls shoulder. down for four yards. Yeah, exactly. Like, he he's like one of the last remaining players from three yards in a cloud of dust. Like, yeah, yep. he he just yep. he always goes forward. He never gets tackled for a loss. He just keeps going forward, and he doesn't have the speed to do anything. He just goes and churns and falls down. And he's been doing it for like fifteen years. And it's like, wow, Frank Gore. Occasionally, you'll just remember Frank Gore and you'll be like. Dude, he's been around forever, and he's still making plays. What is 
what is Frank Gore? You can't even do you can't even do the the like old tired shambling corpse of Frank Gore joke because it's like he's still he still is pretty much the same player he was when he entered the league. I guess he was probably more explosive when he entered the league. He, he would sometimes get, I mean, I remember those, those runs that he would like, he would just kind of break through and suddenly there was no one in front of him. So he would like very, very occasionally break like a 60 yard touchdown run or whatever. And that was crazy, but that wasn't, that wasn't what Frank Gore normally did. Frank Gore normally did exactly what he is doing now. And you know, it's, it's very good. And I, I wonder think. how history will look down upon Frank Gore because he's been kind of perpetually underrated his whole career because he he spent a lot of time on shit teams. Yeah. Yep. And and he was never the flashy running back. So he was he wasn't Adrian Peterson who'd have like the crazy stiff arms and the crazy highlights. He was just old reliable Frank Gore. He's like chugs for four yards he... and keeps the chains moving maybe i i I feel like this is a a, an opportunity for a new segment here and it's not like i I hesitate to do like least and meast from the ksk days but there's probably something like and not not like a gruden grinder but like (laughs) i don't know the frank gore of the week the person who came in like on on third and three and just and got three and a half yards, you know, and did it every single time. I think we just have to give that award to Frank Gore. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, he won't be around forever, and you know, sometimes that's what I thought like five years ago. That's fa- that's a that's a very good point. That is a very very what good if, point. Actually. What if it's it's like twenty thirty, and Frank Gore is like still just in the league and everyone is kind of like, Oh, right. I forgot Frank, Frank Gore's still playing. And he's like 52. It's going to be and Frank he's Gore. Just, he's still getting like three, four yards every carry. And it's like, Oh, Hey, good old Frankie. That's, that's how you're doing. And he, he's like broken Emmett Smith's record by like 3000 yards. Just cause... And we're like, it's like, Oh, is, is he a hall of famer? Like, I don't even know. Like he was never all that impressive kind of thing. He's just always been there and he just keeps chugging and he just runs and runs and runs mm-hmm. for four yard gains until he dies. I, I hope 70 years, 72 years old. The game is like, it's, it's completely different. He's still doing the exact same thing. And we're all just like, Oh, Hey, there's Frank Gore. He's played for every single team. He's beaten every single team. Oh my god. I would love that. That would be great. I, w- I would love for Frank Gore to break every like all-time rushing record just because he stays in the league that long. That would be true, wonderful. Just running true longevity. Th- yep, yep. Just running the, four yards the, per carry. The true Iron Man of football. Like, yeah, he's missed some games here and there due to injury, but like he's 57 and he's still running... Good for you, Frankie. Yeah. Good, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. You had a good game. I, I also want to say good for you, Jaguars. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I just want to say that um, every single year after 2007, every single year, I kind of give myself a little bit of a toast every time the Patriots lose their first game of the season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it means they can't go undefeated. Yep. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, we took that away from them. We took their best chance away from them. They're never going to get that close again. So every time they lose, I, I smile to myself and I'm like, yeah, thanks, Eli. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Jaguars. Thank you, Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Beating up the Patriots. You you know your Patriot beating and God, the Jaguars, they, they trash talked all week. Jalen Ramsey was on that shit all yeah, week. Yeah, it was great. It was and great. And then he shut down the up. Gronk. Oh, oh so, so good. good. I I will so good. I, I will say the the thing that takes the shine off this for me a little bit is I mean, I don't know if you'd call it a Pyrrhic victory or not, but like, yeah, the Jaguars beat the Patriots, but the Jaguars also lost to the Patriots in something that is 
possibly far more important in that they let the Patriots take Josh Gordon for a fifth rounder. <sighs> the Patriots Ugh. now the Patriots now have a number one like like speedy deep threat, like a, a, a clear number one right wide receiver that they got so you know what's really funny is when i saw that the patriots picked up josh gordon for a fifth rounder my gut instinct was fucking hell of course they did everything is bad why couldn't another team have offered that or possibly slightly better for josh gordon and then then like patriots hater brain started doing the rationalization thing and now that Josh Gordon is on a team that we all despise, I think maybe it's time we look at his career from a slightly different perspective because when he was on the Browns, it was all about he's so good. The potential is so good. Uh-huh. It's so great. He's played 12 games in five seasons. It's true. It's true. Like, at, at what point are we maybe hyping his potential up too much mm-hmm. he's played five games in 12 seasons and it's mostly due to his own stupidity yeah mostly for sure so have we been overrating him or are we suddenly going to be proven right at the wrong time yeah oh man i guess that's the big question we'll have to see over the course of the season because Maybe, maybe we shouldn't have been giving him so much benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And maybe he'll just, maybe, remember when Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, yeah. whatever he's calling himself these days, went to the Patriots. We were all like, oh, shit. Like, he's going to revive his career. He's going to be great. Like, troubled. Like, he's going to be all straight. Now, he did fucking nothing. No. Yeah, absolutely nothing at all. A, 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 lot, a bunch of these, like, talking heads are saying, like, Hey, like, oh no, what, they're gonna get Josh Gordon and they're gonna set him straight and it's gonna be great and all those issues, like if he comes late for work or injures himself running a 40 at a promotional event, Bill Belichick will come down with the hammer. What people have failed to realize is that, one, you had a murderer on your team, shut the fuck up about the Patriot way. Number two, uh, Josh Gordon and Gronk on the same team. Ooh, bad influence. Are you kidding me? Also, three, um, showing up late for meetings and being bad at, you know, working (laughs) and having troubles. It's the kind of shit Bill Belichick doesn't have patience for. Yeah. Bill Belichick is very, very open to taking a random piece from anywhere and seeing if it'll fit. Yeah. And if it doesn't fit, they're gone. Yep. So Josh, so this is like, hey, this is pretty cheap nothing that we gave up. We might as well see if we could do anything with it. If it doesn't work, he's gone. If Josh Gordon doesn't produce immediately, I think there's a pretty decent chance he's he's cut before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how Billy operates here. It's true. And, but... There's always a chance that he could just mellow out the Patriots, you know? Oh, yeah. He just oh yeah. He just comes up. He's just like, hey, hey, Tom, how you doing? What if you, uh, th- th- you know what the TB12 method needs a little bit of? Some chronic, baby. Mm-hmm. 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 And then him and Tom are just sitting there in like the back of his giant mansion. And they're just like, so like, what is deflation anyway? You what, know, what is a Patriot really? It's the National Football League, so it's the national, and that's the United States of America, but we're the only, isn't it all patriots, if you really think about it? Aren't we all patriots in the Brotherhood of Man? Man. Uh, Boston. Tom, if you were to, like, tell Boston fans to jump off a bridge, how many do you think would do it? Because I think there'd be a fair amount. Not like jumping off like really tall bridges, you know? 
mm-hmm. but but they'd probably like break out their phones and like jump off like a little little overpass over a creek into the pond being like tom told me to whoa i think there'd actually be a fair amount of dudes who actually jumped off a bridge if you told them to that's crazy i i need i need josh gordon i need josh gordon to be the only sober person on the patriots i need josh gordon to like give gronk the name of his weed dealer that he had and for every single other person on the Patriots to be high all the time, except for Josh Gordon. And that may be the thing that makes me like the Patriots. The only way that I would actually like the Patriots. If Josh Gordon is like healthy and good and clean and sober, right? But everyone else on the Patriots is high as fuck and just having a good time out there. That would be enjoyable. I would fucking love it. I'm I'm not even like kidding right now. I, I think that would solve all of the problems that I have with the Patriots because it would piss off their fans. One, it would turn Bill Belichick into less of like a dictator and more of just like a, a wacky grandpa. And God, can you imagine how much less annoying Tom Brady would be if he just like smoked weed? ever tom or all the blunty. time yes tom, tom blunty that's tom blunty mm. uh, tom Br- yeah. braid weed <laughs> nah i mean no matter what we come up with it's gonna be terrible that's so true. let's just stick with tom blunty that's true tom blunty um the uh let's not talk about the giants game they're just trash no yeah i'm sorry but that, that, that would again the giants produced one of the more disappointing to watch games of of the week so same shit new year it's all bad it's mm-hmm. all garbage mm-hmm. bears won yeah yeah they're 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 scary i mean they're their defense is really scary. Defense is legit. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I can't believe you guys got so lucky with that draft pick. Like, yeah. My oh, God. yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it really worked out for us, that draft pick. God, like, that's the kind of player you just don't let go. No. Like, no. that is a, a game-breaking defender. Yeah. You, it, you cannot, like... That is a legendary play. Um, you should be happy you locked him up. Because, I was going to say. Like, it he's he's going to terrorize people for years. I, I I can't, like, if our coach ever lets him go, I mean, it's got to be it for him, right? Right? You'd, you'd think we'd probably yeah. put everything on the line to 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 protect a player that way, keep him That's happy. a franchise player. Yeah, that, for that sure. Is a, that, that is a jersey seller. That is that is a marketing, like, opportunity. That is a fan favorite that's a player you keep, one hundred percent. Agreed. <laughs> um, but I do. You're. Uh, you mentioned earlier that Trubisky's just going to be average. And watching that game, I had the exact same thought. Yeah. It's like Trubisky's shaping up to be Andy Dalton. Yep. Yep. He he's shaping up. He will have, he will sometimes have good games. He will sometimes have really bad games. But generally, he'll just be there yep i i think that's what's disappointing is that trubisky's not going to be bad and he's not going to be good he's just going to be mitch yeah yeah he will be mitch trubisky always nothing more and nothing less truby wooby people have won super bowls on less you know that's true they have won Super Bowls on less. And, I mean, the Bears got to the Super Bowl with a ridiculous linebacker. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe they could do it again. They've got a good running back. They've got, they've got a stable, if uninspiring, offense. Mm-hmm. And they have a good defense. Like, uh, this is a team that could make the playoffs this year. And we would be surprised. Uh, Kevin White hasn't died yet. It's good. I like it's week two. He's not dead yet. I uh, yeah, makes me happy. Shoot, I I hope he sticks around. Uh, I hope he scared. does too. Uh, all right, 
Oh, are there any other games that we didn't talk about? Uh, oh, I, I I guess there's Bills Chargers. Uh, Bills are just bad. Yeah, I mean I don't. Yeah. Hey Dave, can I? Yeah. I, I'm just not feeling it this week, bud. Yeah, I like we've been doing this podcast for a while. Yeah, like, can I, we, we we we've put a lot of effort in, and I'm just starting to get this feeling like. I shouldn't be here anymore. Yeah, like, I, I just shouldn't be doing this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna peace if that's good with you. Yeah, I know we're only halfway through. Yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, make some dinner and. Yeah. All right. No, I think I think you're right. Have a good one, man. Yeah, See you. you too. Later, bud.